0: Hi, my name's James My name's Corwin My name's Caleb
1: We (laughs) Jumping the (laughs) gun, hello Yes,
0: we introduce you
1: Uh, We have a special guest today I was gonna
0: restart Okay You wanna know what? Fuck it (laughs) (laughs) We do it live Yes So you heard him talking, we got a bonkers of a movie Actually no, that is It's a doozy uh, Yeah, also Um, it's doozy, but this also was not a doozy of a film I think this is this is the most like a film film that we've done it except really, yeah I would say what was it called All Cheerleaders Die I think is the most top tier besides this one this one's the most well acted and Directed artistic, and artistic, all and of these things. We're both moving, that, our yeah. going, yeah. moving our hands, going, moving our like, hands, like in a circular a boat, motion. It's we're fine. rowing this boat down the um, stream merrily, merrily, merrily. Hey, guess what? That's in the public domain. You can't sue us for singing that.
1: That wasn't really singing, though. Um, <laughs> but yes, this is the most like film esque movie we've watched so far. So um, far, so far, it, and it has won an award, but. Uh, d- and next movie, you know, we're doing Chasing Amy. <laughs> and um, after that, Meatspin.com. I mean, eventually we'll move on to the blockbusters besides Meatspin.com. Caleb, laugh into the but... microphone, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the blockbusters besides Meatspin.com. We'll move on to, like, Moonlight and, like, Brokeback Mountain. Also, I w- Chasing Amy was not a blockbuster. <laughs> it was still an <laughs>
0: indie of a darling. I mean, we're talking about the film What film is post. the most blockbuster gay movie venom (laughs) did we
2: introduce caleb okay
1: uh we have a special guest uh it is uh james's former co-worker my current and soon to be former co-worker uh caleb if you want to tell anyone your social medias or anything like that feel free he's shaking his head no so you can't find him which is a good thing
2: It's a good thing. I'm mostly active on Tumblr, and you don't want to find that.
0: Well, it's fine. What would you be posting now on Tumblr that would be inappropriate? I I have my ways. Oh. Like, it's still out there. Hey, Tumblr, if you're listening, we know someone who is clearly disregarding your new terms and conditions. It's
1: still out there.
0: I have a blog spot with all of my nudies on it. I really don't.
1: (laughs) Uh, I was like, if we ever have like some major fans that are obsessed with you, they'll be finding those. They'll be looking. Hey, Um, guys, if you're listening in
0: the future or when this comes out and you'd like a nudie of me. If the price
1: is right, baby. <laughs> I mean, just go back to our first episode and listen. James talks about being a camera boy. If the it's, price why, is stop right. Stop saying
0: camera boy. No one calls it, I'm a camera boy. I'm a camera, camera girl. I
1: it's a cam boy
0: it. or a cam girl. <laughs> Caleb, this is why you got to listen to an episode beforehand. You can get in on our banter, our
1: dynamics, our... Our banter, as I said. We've had more banter in this one than we have in a minute. Also, um,
0: our dynamic.
1: And the banter, though? The yes. banter, though. Okay, but but what about the dynamic?
0: You can't even forget banter. I We might have forgotten to say that. Up front, <laughs> did we say this was a banter movie or a dynamic movie?
1: I mean, this movie isn't. I mean, this movie is more dynamic, I think. Yeah, this doesn't Um, have a lot of
0: cheeky banter, as they say, over the pond.
1: they They have a couple of moments. But speaking of this cheeky movie, we watched Lilting from 2014. It is a movie that was released in the UK, and it's got some prominent actors in it. It's probably one of the most, like I said before, film films that we've seen. It's definitely got more famous people than any other one that we've seen so far, except for... I think you need to reconsider
0: your definition of famous. I knew none of these people, except I mean, Alan Alda was,
1: played Alan. I mean, Ben Whishaw is Q in James Bond, so like, he's, he's Who uh, was that? That was Richard. The, the lead oh yeah i don't i didn't know but we also didn't point out that in the last movie uh make the yuletide or not the last movie uh make the yuletide gay the the mom of the the boyfriend the like rich one the mom was beverly crusher from from star trek uh yeah i don't know that yeah again so she, like, please names please check your definition of famous just because you don't know them doesn't make them not famous. Considering that I don't know music, so there's a lot of artists that you can mention that you're like, they're well-known. And I'm I, like, I don't know who that the is. The most famous musician I can think of right now, uh, Gigi Allen, do you know who Gigi Allen is? Who is that? He's not famous. He's infamous. <laughs> well, people that have been on big screen blockbuster movies, uh, this one does have those people including the two leads, Richard, who is played by Ben Whishaw, um, who is in Cloud Atlas, uh, and he's in the James Bond movies. Um, he is in a lot of stuff, especially on Netflix. Go find him. He's a very wonderful actor to, uh, to watch.
0: Yeah, and you can just search actors' names on Netflix. Netflix, you got a great system going.
1: Um, I think Netflix is gonna be huge, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be um not there yet, not there yet, Netflix uh, going to be, according to James Corwin, <laughs> I found that very amusing. um, I'm using so many vocal stops. I brought
0: up to Corwin that he said this is an informal conversation. You'll hear me mainly go, uh, a lot. And I said, hey, I edit those out. However, now I, since we're having this conversation, I don't think I can edit those out because people will say, Corwin never does that until 45 (laughs) minutes into the
1: podcast. Yes, I do. I do use a lot of vocal pauses, which is something that you should be aware of when you're actually recording things. However... I still do it. Also, just so everyone knows, our
0: episodes are completely written. It's all scripted. So when he does go uh and um, it's on the page. He's doing what he's told to do. He's an actor, he's a professional. If you need him for for any stage performance, screen performance, hey, we we have a voiceover uh, booth now. It's technically a walk-in closet, but hey, it sounds good. It, let it us works. know. Call Corwin. His information is at Corwinning. It's his name with ing at the end on Twitter. DM him and let let him know you heard about it from this, so I get a cut. I'm practically his agent. <laughs> How do you become an agent?
1: I don't know, but you should look it up and be my agent. Yeah. (laughs) Guys,
0: I'm Corwin's representation now. We're maybe 15 (laughs) minutes into talking and
1: have just not even said the title of this, I don't think. We did. I did. I said It's it's Lilting uh, from 2014, British film. And we're only like uh, nine, like eight minutes in. Also- Um, when you
0: say the title of this movie it sounds like you're saying Lil Ting and it's Lilting.
1: I know it's so like because the first time I said it you were like you all said something else and I was like that's that's not what I said. So I've been trying to enunciate it more but then that's making it worse. So like a t- lilting flower. It yes. Is. Yeah. I yeah. didn't
2: know the title until it came up on the screen. I'm just like, that makes so much more sense.
1: Yeah. I just can't say some words. And unfortunately that's one of the words that I cannot say. I forgive you. Um, it is due to the accent that I sometimes Display.
0: Yeah, cause this dude's from
1: Memphis, Tennessee. I am from Memphis, Tennessee. Did I get I mean, that right? Memphis, Tennessee. I yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm Ooh. from like sl- I'm from like north of Memphis, Tennessee, but it's from a town that no one will know. So you don't know. Memphis, we could have Tennessee. some Tennessee heads out there. I mean, we, we we do have people that know the town. Have you ever it's been from Munford? A- um, but they already know where I'm from. Have you ever um, been to Bob
0: Mackey's Music and World of Sound? It's I, a really haunted uh, <laughs> country place. I think that could be in te- uh, Tennessee. No. It could I've, be in Kentucky. I'm not, not sure. I've heard of this. So. I want to go there and get have a demon scratch me, <laughs> like on Ghost Adventures.
1: <laughs> and then it'll be this movie's ghost.
0: Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> wait. In nine months from now, we will do four episodes in October called This Movie's Ghost.
1: They'll still probably be LGBT themed, but it'll be ghosts.
0: It'll be like the campy gay version of Paranormal Activity, which you know <laughs> there is one of them.
1: I actually don't know if I've been able to find one like that. There
0: has to be. It's not like tokusatsu films because, hey, there are no LGBTQ tokusatsu films. We've looked. We've asked the internet. They like to say, oh, there's this Feminine guy in this tokusatsu movie. Well, that's not what we're looking for, guys. Correct. That's why we got to go to J horror. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if that's you know Japanese a, horror, a movie. paranormal uh, gay paranormal movie. Activity. We'll do it in yeah. LGBT movies. Send it to us. We'll
0: do it in nine months from now. Nine months. Please. Um, also, we need we need a total of four of them because there will be four episodes in that that yeah. month. Unless the month starts with a Monday, there could be five. I loved when there's five of a of a Thursday. Is that when we got paid at the yeah, place? Yeah, Thursday,
1: when there were when there were five Thursdays, we got an extra check. What when, when's your last day there? It'll probably be around mid-February. I agreed to stay on to help train a replacement. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk so much shit about that place <laughs> once you're gone.
0: Caleb's like, "Oh fuck, guys. Caleb, get in on this witty banter.
1: But what we... Okay, let's get back to the movie. The movie that I cannot pronounce because there are some words that I cannot pronounce correctly. Yes, that one. You're welcome. Caleb, since you are a guest, uh, we are going to have you give us a quick synopsis of the movie. So give us those plots. It's real gay. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's real gay. Just tell us,
2: tell us what happens in the movie. Okay, so basic summary of the movie: it is about the mother and boyfriend of this dude who has died. It was not a suicide, like I thought it was. He just like got hit by a bus accidentally. I know I'm as shocked as you are, but like just kind of dealing with their grief and learning to communicate grief.
1: Yes. Very apt. And what are things that happen in the movie? Like, yeah, give us a quick rundown. Like, give us all the spoilers. Um, There's spoilers coming up. So just tell us like (laughs) the mic was being adjusted. So I was trying to vamp a little just so you know. Um, Okay, (laughs) give us the give us like major things that happened.
2: Oh, God, I am. I'm already blanking. That's so cool. It's cool when you have to talk and then you can't think while you're talking at the same time
0: um hey but when you do talk remember to project a little baby
2: projection
0: i can try that there you go
2: projecting yeah projecting i can use microphones
0: also i always thought caleb was a theater person
2: i'm not i'm a A writer person i'm like a stay in a dark room and just brood and write my feelings. Kind should of
0: we person. invite him into the writing team for the
1: many yes. movies we have cooking? Yes, yes, we should. I was already going to invite him yes. without even consulting. Um, that's very polite <laughs> Which of is you. Not very so good. polite. <laughs> it's such a.
0: This is what a writer's room is, guys. It's. It's so diverse in this writer's room. There's one cis white male and then two gay
1: white men. We'll get more diversity when we're writing our sword and sorcery movie. It's hella diverse. We'll also need more diversity in the writing team just because, you know, you gotta be diverse everywhere. I mean, no, you
0: can have a single person writing a movie. I mean, that's true, but
1: we want to make it, like, inclusive and, like... Diverse. The actors and
0: producers will be.
1: Yes. Produce our movie. Everyone, send us money.
0: Thank you. Yes. And hey, if you need representation to get onto this movie.
1: <laughs> James is now an agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue with your like rundown of this movie, Caleb. Okay,
2: so it's the the whole movie isn't linear. So like providing like one linear plot line isn't possible so I'll just kind of like go start to finish of the movie which just jumps around a time which is like
1: annoying but interesting I mean but a question there before you do that is it not linear because it seems like a lot of the times where it's showing the past are flashbacks like they're they're like sort of experiencing a memory of him in the moment that's true that's true it is That's really fair. It's more,
2: it's more flashback and memory than just being shot nonlinearly though. uh, Yeah, I'll leave it. Um, basically it starts off with, with this mom, she's been put in, um, like a care home and she's, she's trying to banter with her kid, trying to be happy about it. He's visiting her. She's pleased, but she's also pretty pissed off that she's, she's there. She doesn't really understand why. And, you find out pretty quickly within the first scene that he's not there. He is either a hallucination or a memory. It's a little unclear at first just because she is in a care
0: home. Yeah, she's on them hallucinogens, baby. <laughs>
2: and uh, and then enters, enters Richard, who is her son's boyfriend of four years. And he is dealing with his own grief. He's also trying to... Reach out to her, help her connect with her, which is difficult because she only speaks, she only speaks Chinese. She speaks six Chinese languages, and uh, and just not English, except God, what's the English? Fuck lang- you very much. Fuck you very much. It's like <laughs> her English phrase that she's pleased with. She also has a romantic interest that she is starting to see this dude named Alan, who's also in the old folks' home, and yeah, just keep going with that. Just yeah. keep Okay.
0: Um, just keep saying I, the plot. I don't know why he's making you do this because we've never done this before. I mean, we
1: have. We have. I it's just more we did it with Lauren and we did it with Nicole making them give a brief synopsis of the movie, not just an overarching like, oh, it's two people dealing with their grief, but like this is what happened. We started doing it with gay bed and Breakfast of Terror because it was so crazy. So that's why we were doing that. Yes. Okay. So it's it's torture or hazing. Yeah.
2: Yes. I like torture. What I
0: would have asked you to do is just say, give a real brief rundown. Th- yeah. I am not w- with him <laughs> on making people do this. This it's was incredible. never a, d- a discussion we had. I, I th- just did it on the spot. This is scripted, Gal. Oh yeah. Even this right here. <laughs> <laughs> that little chuckle—it's uh, on the page. It says Corwin gleefully laugh.
1: in parentheses laughs. It gives me—it gives me my specific <laughs> laugh type too, because I have so many. Okay, but Caleb He's was well doing diverse, a guys wonderful job in giving us a brief rundown of the movie. Yes, the Mother June has a love interest in the in the old folks' home that doesn't really work out that well. The boyfriend who is trying to comfort her is doing so because he sort of feels guilt that she is alone. uh, And he is part of the problem with that. um, Just because her son hadn't come out to her yet. Um, And he's trying to maneuver through this with a translator and without telling the mom yet that he is gay and that her son was gay. She doesn't, he Doesn't know how she's going to react to that. And because the son wasn't able to do that, he is feeling awkward about, you know, telling her that they were boyfriends. So he just says that they're best friends. So he cries a lot. And cries a lot. Can I ask, this is a super serious question.
0: If you were in that situation, is it right for you to tell the parents that their son was gay?
1: I... That is a very hard question and I feel like it would depend on the person uh, and it would depend on like the situation. Like in this, the boyfriend, Kai, was going to come out to his mom and he was actually on his way to get her uh, to bring her to dinner so that he could do that. So I think that's why towards the end of the movie, uh, actually the very end of the movie, Richard tells the mom that, you know, her son was gay and that they were Um, in love and they were boyfriends for four years. So I think it's one of those situations where that's something that's very difficult to maneuver. And I think that's something that this movie does well in showing that, like that grief and that maneuvering through the coming out process post death. Caleb, what are your thoughts? I think, I think it was
2: important because at that point uh, the mom knew Like she she definitely had a sense that they were more than just like friends and roommates, wink wink. She knew how important Richard was and that was part of her grief. It was also part of her guilt. And so to resolve that and to absolve Richard of his own grief and guilt, like that had to be a conversation that they had. In general though, like Corwin said, it's it's definitely gotta be
1: It's situational. It's it's situational.
2: It's gotta be very carefully weighed. Because you could be adding to their grief.
0: I would like to see this if I knew the language, because sometimes when it was being translated, when the translator was there, they weren't subtitling things. So I would like to know what they are really saying, because I feel like there were times where the mom said, wait, don't say that. Right. Exactly. Just like what Richard was saying. And then Alan at times was saying, hey, don't actually translate that this is what you should translate. It just felt like the mom was sometimes saying, maybe she said, hey, I I know what you were to my son. Wait, don't say that. I think imperfect translation, though, is
1: like an important theme of the film.
2: Yeah. Where communication isn't easy and it's not clear, it's messy.
1: Yeah, and part of that ties back to grief itself is messy and it's not clear all the the time. So I think that was another dynamic to that grief, uh, adding that the language issue there and i think it's important that you know movies have the diversity of language as well because we you know the world doesn't just speak english as well so i would actually love to watch this movie with someone that does speak the language they're speaking which i think is mandarin and or learn that language myself thanks duolingo i mean i'm leaving my job soon i'll have some free time what are you going to be doing I'm going back to my other job, and then I'm going to start performing more and taking uh, voiceover classes and things like that. Are you going to start stand-up? Why not? I'm not going to start stand-up. I am funny on stage. However, I am not interested in going into comedy. What about some improv? No, thanks. Sketch comedy? No, thanks. Maybe some
0: striptease burlesque, baby. No, thank you. Hey guys, if you need someone to do a burlesque show, hit me up. We I have know a our client, friend. Ryan. Ryan does burlesque stuff. Okay, I'm not his agent though, right? so I think, yes, I'm not getting ten percent of that. You want to know? Actually, I'm a better agent. I only take nine percent. No, I take
1: six point six six percent, baby. Uh, I got to get that written down so that James can be my agent. And if
0: you're uncomfortable with a 6.66, I will take 15%. It's one of the two. (laughs) It either needs to help with my weird sense of humor
1: or I'm getting paid in full, baby, (laughs) plus five. Oh, except if you need recording, if you need to record things. James is real cheap. Yes, that I like to say inexpensive.
0: Because then when people... Cost effective. Yes. My dad said, hey, don't say cheap. That will make it seem like the quality is bad. Say things like cost effective or inexpensive.
1: He is cost effective and inexpensive. Considering you're actually listening to this and you see sort of the sound quality. It's a little better for like specific individual voiceover because he does have more soundproofing and things like that. And a better Um, microphone for voiceover. Yeah. So... Cost-effective. Yeah, I just like saying James is cheap. Sometimes it's, it's just it just lends. To I the mean, humor. I also
0: am that. I live like a vagrant. <laughs> That's how I was able to quit my job and do this. I'm not getting paid for this because guess what? If you're listening to this, you're not fucking telling anyone to listen to it as well. Yes, thank you, 12 subscribers that we have. But hey, that's all we're getting. Please tell a
1: fucking friend about this podcast. Uh, I'm just laughing. Oh, James. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Okay, Caleb, you mentioned that you had a lot of notes for this movie. So let's get into those. I only have a couple uh, because I have seen this movie multiple times and I do. I just, I really it's one of those movies that sort of makes me tear up and have emotions not so much when i'm watching it with two other people but if i am home alone watching this on my own in the dark eating junk food i do cry especially when we were saying you better not fucking
0: cry you nerd they're like you better better not cry you nerd and i'm like
1: I will never cry. We
0: were like, "You little senzy over there." I don't know if that's a term people use for sensitive people.
1: I I've never heard that before. Um,
0: senzy. It also sounds like you're on your menzies, so <laughs> it's even worse.
1: Uh, Caleb's
0: shaking his head right now. Remember, this is an audio
1: medium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Caleb, get into your notes.
2: Okay, there they're boring and very poorly written. remember
1: to remember to like do this number hey baby put that I, I can't read
2: my own handwriting anyway so if i'm doing this number which he didn't describe but he's pantomiming holding the notes in front of me because they're trying to teach me to speak into the microphone instead of moving my head which is mostly successful yeah
1: um, he's doing really well y'all yes i don't know why i like elongated that also, really you went well, into your y'all. southern roots and said, y'all. I mean, I use the word, I use the word y'all a lot because it is sort of a gender neutral, like, oh, yeah, thing. I, you would know more because you take English. I don't know what it's called, the word y'all in reference oh. to pronoun.
0: Uh, On AIM, <laughs> I would always say, Howdy, y'all. And I would say, Howdy. People thought, probably thought I was southern. I don't know, but i I like to using Howdy. It's a good term, guys, use howdy hashtag howdy
1: <laughs> Caleb shook his head again. um okay, y'all. yes, notes. I know you can't read your handwriting, but you must have things that you remember. I do.
2: I think that the movie was really interestingly shot, especially where we said that it plays with memory. it plays with kind of flashbacks that are also brought into the present. Um, so they did a lot of like camera spins where like shit would be happening and then the camera moves and then like people who are dead or just like there in memory or suddenly they're interacting with people. There's like a, a dance scene at the end. And I, I say dance scene, and please do not envision a dance number. It was not that. It was just like... It was a slow
0: dance scene. It was a
2: slow dance scene. It was very nice. But they were like characters were like switching partners and um sometimes they were there in memory sometimes they were there just like physically in real life um in real life of the movie but it was just it was really wonderfully shot um there are a couple moments where they would purposely leave a space like the first time that the mom the uh, richard and the translator sit down there's like the whole framing of the shot is around the red chair in the center which is just empty and it's sad that's why they're there and then alan just like wanders in and plops himself down just very rudely inserting himself into the middle of that and the point of this scene is that the translator is there to help the mom and alan like get to know each other and it's supposed to be like this cute old people romance which is old people have sex it's fine um <laughs> but but it's it's it is very jarring where are like you know that they have to have like this grief process and they're just like meeting for the first time. All of the players are there and there's this empty chair and it's very sad and it evokes like the memory of Kai. And then just Alan plops his way down very insensitively, very uncaringly. And it's, it was really
1: funny to me. He does it and he doesn't do it intentionally in that way. He, he just doesn't understand that and- he's not, you know, that he's, Inserting himself into that narrative, but it's he's invited into that narrative in that sense that they were there for him um, right. to be translated, but he didn't know that this grief thing was happening.
2: I think that part of translation is that both parties want to understand each other, and he did not want to understand her. He just wanted no. to, like, he just wanted to bang her. And, like, the more that they actually talked to the translator and the more they got to know each other, the more they're like, oh, this is. This is awkward.
1: Yeah, and I mean you you made a good point with him not wanting to understand her because there is that moment during their like little dinner together that he dismisses the translator. But she um, also does
0: that, but for a yeah. different reason of just saying in an old-fashioned way, I'm a lady, I don't want you to watch me eat.
1: Yeah, but he's dismissing her because he's just like, "I, uh, we don't need this. But Nada, we don't need this as in we understand each other non-verbally, um, which it sort of leans towards in the beginning that they understand each other non-verbally but the more the translator you know the more we see of that relationship we're seeing that they don't actually understand each other um non-verbally which is unfortunate because non-verbal communication is like very high in normal society well also
2: with the mother the mother like is very obvious and very blatant with her non-verbal signals like With her frowning at people she's got like a great frown her (laughs) forehead like crunches up anytime she's upset or worried or frustrated or like any negative emotion like it just like reads really easily on her face and what's funny is just the number of times she shot those verbal singles signals to alan and alan just like ignored them and kept touching her and it was like cute at first that they're like this couple that can't communicate whatever but then it just got weird and even to the point where she brings it up that she's like he just touches me a
0: lot and i'm not cool with that not even in the beginning when we first see them it's like oh they're kind of cute but that first dance scene that they had when he turned on elvis i think it was Mm -hmm. and she's telling or even before that that when they were outside she's talking about her son dying and how how she's processing this, and he's just, like, smelling her neck and kissing her, which then it turns into her thinking of her son doing that. And there were many times in this entire thing where I felt very uncomfortable with the mother-son relationship. At first, I wrote that this was mom fantasy because it's exactly what a mom would want to do with her son is like hang out and talk and gossip and just have a perfect thing. Then I wrote down halfway into the movie. Oh, this is just mom reality of having to fight for her son's attention and affection, which uh, I just I think any mother son relationship is weird and creepy. That might say more about me than these movies, especially like the Goldbergs. If you watch the Goldbergs, or no, The Middle. Have you guys seen that show? It was on ABC. That, in the early seasons, the mom had some really weird, she was pretty much trying to like date her son. And moms are gross, guys. I'm sorry if you're a mom, but (laughs) if you're a new mom, if you're a new mom, be better than what your mom was.
2: You do have I, to give you have to give major props to June, who's the mother in the movie, because she calls herself on it in at, at the end. Yeah, where yeah. she's just like, you know, I I feel guilt because I was super
1: jealous of him and like, like fought for his attention, and that's shitty. Yeah, yeah. I also want to clarify, the son wasn't kissing her neck. He did smell her because the son has this like weird smell thing that he does, and you know it because the boyfriend at one point, Richard, was just like. Oh, I wish you were here so that you could smell my armpit. I love when you do that. But he did it like while like, well, sobbing with grief. And it's just yeah. kind of like that's that's a well, weird
2: thing to well, say. Well, it's like
1: a little it's I think it's one of those like weird things that people some people it's one of those weird mannerisms that I think Kai did that like Richard's like, This isn't something that someone else is gonna do at all. So it's one of those things where like he thinks about it and he's like, This is something Kai does because Kai is obsessed with how things smell. And we see little pictures of that with him smelling the, uh, the hydrangeas flowers, yeah. and like he did smell his mom. Um, he's like, you know. Creepy as hell, guys. I mean, it's one of those things like it's it's comfort, I think. I don't think it was a sexual thing. I think it's just he has a focus on smell. I don't know. Guys, don't smell your mom. That's weird. <laughs> any,
0: any way you fold it. No, thank I you. I mean
1: a, and you see like something like that similar with a lot of a lot of movies, a lot of straight movies where you have like a boyfriend girlfriend kind of thing where like, you know, you've got each other's clothes or whatever and it smells like them. Um, there is a movie
0: called ah uh, what I forgot what it's called, but it's about a guy who's very much into smell and Nicole was so excited to watch it because she read the description on the back, and instantly, it's about this kid who, right away as he was born, he had an extra sense of smell. And what was this movie called? Like Perfume, maybe.
1: If it's Perfume, Ben Wishaw is in that movie. Is is he in this movie? Ben Wishaw was Richard. Oh, it might be. It,
0: wait, for real.
1: Yeah, You guys <laughs>
0: vamp. Nicole owns the movie. I'm going to find it and see if it is. I will be right back. So, or, do
1: you have it up? I'm pulling up Perfume. It's called Perfume, the story of a murderer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And Ben Wishaw is the lead in it. Okay, yes. So, this is
0: <laughs> fucking insane, it's guys. It's so
1: funny that you brought that movie up and everything so, because I was going to mention it. The smell thing is... Oh, it's so funny that Ben okay. Wishaw was in a movie called Perfume. Nicole and I got <laughs> maybe...
0: 12 minutes into it and between me just razzing the movie and roasting it and there being a very graphic female murder scene. I mean, it wasn't graphic. It was just it was uncomfortable as fuck. Mm -hmm. So this the main character, who is Richard, we I just found out (laughs) is very into smell. And when he was a kid, he was thrown into an orphanage, which smells like shit because this was early 1800s, late 1800s. I could have just said the 1800s in England. So one of the opening scenes is him laying on the ground in a like a prairie type deal. And he's next to a lake and it's like zooms out on him and he goes, grass, grass. (laughs) And then it, like, goes out a little bit, and he goes, rocks, wind, and then it goes into a pond and sees tadpole eggs, frog eggs, and he goes wet rocks and then it just like keeps going and it's such a fucking stupid movie i (laughs) and i'm very open to all of these movies it's something that mystery science theater should like it's one of those levels of movie however i'm just basing this off the first 12 minutes but he went to a perfume shop and saw a lady who smelled so good and he followed her and when he followed her he He startled her because he looks like covered in dirt. He was working for, I forgot what he worked for, but maybe his sense of smell helped him in the work, the line of field for practically an indentured servant type deal. And she starts screaming and he like holds her face and in a of mice and men Lenny type deal pretty much suffocates her but it's very uncomfortable and then he starts like smelling her chest and then works his way down to her nipples and then Nicole said yeah let's let's shut this off James and I said thank God because I, <laughs> I could not
1: because the synopsis seems good it, it seems, does and I have not watched this movie because like, reading the synopsis, I'm like, ooh. And then I'm like, ooh. this I I get a bad feeling from this. It's yeah. one of the few Ben Wishaw movies that I haven't seen. I, I love the actor. Um, I didn't know he was a big hot shot. I mean, he's in a lot of stuff. And it's it's really funny that you've seen that movie, or seen parts of that movie, and seen you didn't. Some you were of like, the who movie. is that? <laughs> it's him. It's Ben Wishaw.
0: Yeah, that's, inc- that's crazy how... That that it's happenstance, guys. This dude loves <laughs> smell. Does James
1: Bond smell a lot of stuff? I don't know, but I mean, Ben Whishaw wasn't the one doing that. Uh, this movie, Richard was was smelling. But stuff. maybe,
0: uh, but I'm saying maybe James Bond does.
1: It's not a theme throughout his movies. Okay. Oh, I, wait, I, no. In just,
0: GoldenEye, you can walk up to someone in that game and start smelling them. I remember. I, Oh, this is in the the Wii reissue and remaster. Yeah, you can go up to someone in Goldeneye and just go.
1: That's weird. No, I'm lying. I know.
0: <laughs> but
1: back to this movie. Back to this movie. Caleb, what are your other notes? <laughs> uh, we are really good about getting back from a tangent. It's just, it's weird popping because like
2: all of my notes are like, like, storyline issues or, like, cinematography stuff. And it's just, like, LOL smelling people. And then just back to story. I'm just like, okay.
1: I mean, talk about it. Talk about the... I... You said cinematography issues. I actually really enjoy the cinematography in this. I said story issues, not cinematography issues. You did say cinematography issues. <laughs> I like said no, we cinematography didn't.
2: issues. I said cinematography
0: and story issues. Okay. He said story issues, comma, and...
1: I knew I got what you were saying, baby. Well, I love the cinematography in this movie. Same. It's one of the, it's the best one we've seen so far. I think cinematography wise. We did say Vampire Boys looks like a film. Vampire Boys does look good, but this one is better. Can it's gorgeous. We, this one is gorgeous.
0: Can we also say a quick little thing? Yes. One of the producers and actors from Vampire Boys reached out to us. Yeah, I feel like now, much like my rap career, where the only people who were enjoying it were the people who worked at the venues or the bar at whatever club I was performing at. I feel like the only people listening to our podcast are people who worked on these movies. But (laughs) hey, some. Oh, no, wait, we no, we need to do bigger budget movies then. Because there there are hundreds of people on set for those these indie movies. Though it's like a team of fifty people. But then again, hey, we're not getting fifty listens <laughs> per episode.
1: It's okay. We're still growing.
0: We're very new. We're we're a tiny little baby podcast. We're not even in the double digits yet, Caleb.
1: Baby podcast. Wah. <laughs> uh, and this is gotta my love me. <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez. laughs> <laughs> um, but, wait, hold on, keep vamping. My notes, I don't have very many because oh my god. Um, <laughs> gotta love me. James. I have a mask of Baby Sinclair from Dinosaurs, and he put it against his face. Yeah, and it's creepy because Baby Sinclair does kind of look creepy. Oh, my notes. I don't have very many, but I do have one. Uh, I love that uh, Richard cooks well, and that that was one of the things that that Kai was like, I won't have you cook for my mom. I'll have her cook because she won't like your cooking, and she won't like it just because she'll like it, but she will never admit that she likes it. But then when Richard actually cooks for her, and cooks for uh, her and Alan to have their dinner. She compliments the cooking. She's like, "This is fantastic." I don't think she says "fantastic." The translator says fa- "says fantastic." I think she says it's really good. Um, anyway, uh, I love that little moment, that little thing where you see her like kind of growing um, because she, before she couldn't stand to be in the same room with Richard, but then she's like eating his food and complimenting it, and that's a really big thing for her apparently because you know she's cooks and all of that. And then there was another moment where towards the end, Richard's making bacon and he uses chopsticks with it. And I do that and I love it. Like it's, I I love that cooking tips, use chopsticks for your bacon. It makes it very easy.
2: That is actually something that I was going to bring up is there's a lot of play between specifically with June, with the mom where she is kind of continuously comparing like England, where she lives with China, where she's from. And, uh, just there's, there's always like kind of a struggle. That's why, that's why Kai didn't come out to her because he thought she would be just really disappointed. She'd be too traditional to accept him. But there's this kind of movement where she begins to realize that she is really uncomfortable with England. She is very uncomfortable with the place that uh, her husband brought her. There's a conversation about her husband being like, no, this is going to be great. We're going to be able to provide for our family, everything like that. And she's just kind of like, it's... It's not that great. it's not <laughs> what we hoped it to be. and I think that one of the one of the movements, one of the reasons why she gets a lot closer with Richard is because he can cook Chinese food and because he uses chopsticks and he is like he is a British person, but he's mutable. He can move between like cultures and societies comfortably as opposed to Alan, who's very, very,
0: very British, well, also opposed to her. Because she doesn't, which Richard was getting kind of racist at the end of saying, Oh, yeah. Please assimilate. I demand you assimilate. Your son was racked up with guilt because you didn't do that. Why are you doing that, dude? Also, why was he defending Alan? It was towards the end, Richard, no thank you. But in the end, he was okay
1: yeah I think a lot of that was his response to grief. that's yeah. definitely not defensible, but it's still like I think he's just kind of lost and he feels guilt, yeah um because you know he he knows that if he wasn't around, that Kai would have been living with June and that he was part of that. so I think that's part of the grief that he like struggles with, but I mean he also in that assembly thing he does he does say like she can learn English. Or I can learn Mandarin. He just kind of trails off with it so you don't really notice it. But he does say that. Okay. Um, And I do like that he takes steps in getting someone to translate for him Mm -hmm. to sort of bridge that gap. And I think that she saw that effort that he did in in getting his uh, friend to, uh, paying his friend to come and translate so that they can actually like speak um, and talk about their grief together. Which I at first I thought they she was going to be
0: upset with him for doing that of saying I don't want this get yeah. out of my life dude
1: yeah she does she does very much seem like that but I the way that she accepts things is is great and it it shows like her growth throughout the movie and her growth with her grief because at the end whenever uh, whenever Richard does uh, come out to her and then also uh, tell her about Kai being gay as well. Um she she does she accepts it. She's yeah. she accepts it. And that's part that leads into her, you know, talking about how, you know, she was jealous and that you know it's she was like, it's silly for a mother to compete for her son's affection. She's like, it's silly for me to have done this. She actually said pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She, she did say pathetic. She was
0: going hard into herself.
1: Yeah. I I Overall, I I really like this movie. Yeah. Um and yeah, you made a point with watching it with someone that is a native speaker, um, so that we can hear sort of um more of the culture behind that and more of the like uh language that's used and how it's used. Um, because we lose a lot of that through translation yeah. and through like just reading subtitles. I would also this is a very
0: serious movie, loved it. I don't have a lot of notes because of that we gotta have some goof stuff guys but for a very serious movie there was one line that because it's so serious did not fit and you're this is a movie about a gay couple and kai says my mom thinks you're a dick and then <laughs> richard says
1: you but you love this dick uh that was that's funny um because richard's Richard, uh, the other word for Richard is also Dick. Like yes, it's a the, triple the entendre. Nickname. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I I laughed during that, and I think that was a good moment to like break up the sort of because the movie does have some very heavy moments, um, and then it does bring in people like Alan, uh, as awful as he is, to sort of like break up that. Um, that heaviness, uh, and say, same with like the translator yes. and their like relationship. I would uh, say it's just the translator because when
0: Alan, Alan is all. Why do I feel like I'm saying that name weird? Alan. Alan is always just a dick and sleazy. Yeah, but the translator is what makes this funny.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: humor. It's not. It's guys. This this movie isn't like uh,
1: bridesmaids, and I'm saying like Alan, like he is a dick and he is awful. But he does him entering the scene breaks up the heaviness because they're not able to to experience that grief with him present, um, because he's so self centered and so like, you know, and he's so horny, just all he's just horny, and he's just so like just lost as to what's going on. Um, and oh my God, we didn't even talk about it. the moment where, uh, the translators dismissed to the kitchen and they were like, uh, Richard and the translator, which I don't remember. Did they give her a name? I don't know. Yes. We keep calling her the translator
2: which and she- translator. I, can't I feel real bad about, about, about it. it. it uh, it's like
1: van. I'm going to look it it's up van. real quick. It's van. I'm going to look it up just so but that. But what about her? Um, I love that they go into the, um, the kitchen, the kitchen. To- it's van. Um, they go into the kitchen together and, uh, they like sort of start making fun of the, of Alan and June, like what they would say, what they're saying. Um, and Richard just like, oh yeah, I'm so horny, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then they go out and (laughs) and that's exactly what Alan is fucking saying. And June is saying like, you're very handsome. Thank you so much for doing this. Um and he's like, oh yeah, I want to. If I if I were younger, I'd rip off, rip your, off clothes. your clothes and bench over the table. Yeah, yeah. And it was immediately after we heard Richard saying basically the same thing as like making fun of Alan, and that's that's what happened. the, the made up dialogue
0: was something like, oh, I have a thick hog right now, and then she <laughs> goes oh, can I see it? And <laughs> then Alan's fake dialogue was, oh, not now, because you'll be getting this for dessert.
1: Uh, Gross. I feel like because this wasn't a... It wasn't a goofy movie, and there weren't a lot of moments that we... There were moments that we talked about that we liked. Um, we liked the cinematography and stuff, but there wasn't a lot for us to just like vamp and goof on, so we ended yeah. up vamping and goofing uh, about different things. I think Um, I had
0: maybe one... Okay, I do want to say one, two things. Living with each other is a terrible idea. Do not do that. Richard, that's a dumb idea. Also, he should have immediately
1: given her the ashes. So Richard, um, in part of his guilt, he wanted to, um, because he knows June hates the home, he wanted to actually take her out of the home and have her live with him. Um, which it makes sense. And I feel like if their relationship grows and they overcome the language uh, barrier that it wouldn't be a bad idea, especially if like, it just depends on like what Richard is doing with his life and where he's going. If he's like, no Kai was, was that that's the end of my romantic uh, life. Then, then yeah, I, I wouldn't see it being a bad idea. Um, because they can you know, they can share in the together memory. it would be adorable, yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be a bad idea. um and it was just it was not great in that moment, um, which you know, Richard didn't even bring it up in that moment, the uh, van did because they still hadn't accepted each other as far as like their grief goes and the guilt that they're putting on each other or the guilt that they're both experiencing separately because of the other person. Um, so like once they pass that barrier, which they did at the end of the movie, then I don't think it's such a bad idea for them to, yeah, live together. I still think it's kind of a bad idea,
0: but I guess they were together for four years. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It would make more sense if they had a full relationship and they were familiar and hey, we are family, but it was,
1: they're two strangers pretty much. I think the point of it is that Richard is alone. Uh, Richard, he has no family to speak of. He doesn't talk about having in family or anything like that. He says that Kai was his life, um, and the only family that the mom has anymore, uh, June has anymore, is was Kai. Um, also, so people, they're they're both alone. It. She did mention
0: that she was she could move back to where she was raised, but she was scared to do that because it would have changed so much.
1: Yeah, she seems like she doesn't do very well with change in some cases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I actually like that that thought of them um, you know, coming together because, you know, June's June's a lot older, so like, she does need taken care of and stuff like that, and Richard is alone because You know, he said Kai was his life and Kai died. Um, So, like, where does he go from there? I thought Kai was just out for a lark. He was out walking around the block. Yeah. Out walking around the block.
0: Okay, I got two. I forgot these two goofy ones. When Richard pulls that nipple hair off, does he put it in his mouth?
1: I don't know. It looked like it. I would like to think he didn't. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and then also
0: feel my heart beat with your foot. It just that was weird.
1: He said I'm like shaking.
0: But it it felt like hey, feel my heart a flutter, but let's do it with your foot.
1: But also that was a that was just like Richard daydreaming. That wasn't Oh, oh that never okay. Yeah. That that was the moment that like, you know, he's got his foot on his chest and all that stuff and then he hears a knock at the door and then it like pans around and he goes out of the room and throws on his shirt and pants and opens the door and it's I like, thought that oh. was just something that it was a flashback. No, I think it was I think it was him uh experiencing I think it was him like imagining uh Kai in his grief. Um because that's also when the arm wish you'd sniff my armpit thing dude like happened likes, uh... as well.
0: When he imagines, he loves to think about eating nipple hair. (laughs) That's, that's, Uh, I think, all I
1: have. um, Did you have anything else, Caleb? I saw you uh, reading over your notes. No, I got nothing else. Are you sure? I I am very sure. Are you sure? I am so sure. Oh, my God. Are you sure? I'm so fucking sure. Okay. Um, Now that that's over... um, I am through with my notes as well. Uh, overall, I think this movie was very beautiful. Uh, it was beautifully done. Um, and yeah, I would highly recommend watching it. Um, don't watch it with friends if they're gonna not let you cry. I mean, we um, would have let
0: you cry. The that was a bit we were doing earlier. I was not calling you a senzi. I mean, I just don't cry in general. so like you have told me so many times, oh man, I totally cried while watching this movie.
1: That is a special exception, is when watching a movie alone, except in the theaters with Love, Simon. Love, Simon was definitely a tearjerker.
0: That's about that cat, that comic, right? (laughs) That's Simon's cat. (sighs) We'll watch that eventually. Um, What? Simon's cat? No, Love, Simon. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We got to check those clips on YouTube of Simon's cat. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's a cat
1: owner. He's gay. (laughs) Um. anyway yes that's all any final thoughts Caleb <laughs> no like not, not just like a, a random like any final thoughts like uh, what did you think of the movie like it final was, thoughts it was amazing like I loved it great any recommendations
2: watch it
1: yeah oh, I thought you were asking for recommendations for our next movie I mean I'll ask him that off of the mic yeah. Um, and then we'll make him come and be our guest again and Watch whatever movie he and wants us to watch. And walk up three fucking flights of stairs. Yes, you're welcome. Um, get your daily cardio in, y'all. Caleb, you got anything to plug? I do not.
0: What about your writing? Do you have a writing agent? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's self-represented. Thank All you. All right. Um,
0: what were your final thoughts about the movie, James? I enjoyed it. I didn't have a lot of notes. Usually, I have more than a page. Of notes because I I need things to goof on. And no, there wasn't anything to goof on. It was just a well-shot, well-written, well-acted movie. Well done. A well-done movie. Just like my steak. That's not good. I like a well-done steak with ketchup. Just like our wonderful president, Trump. Guys, I'm joking. I...
1: This is, you guys are (laughs) icing me right now. Uh, (laughs) We both just like look at him. We're like, Mm.
2: instant gay judgment.
1: Uh, And I'm very good at that kind of judgment. Um, Anyone that knows me, I project an aura of judgment in most situations. I've never experienced that until now, except I knew you were
0: joking. Wasn't sure about Caleb. Caleb doesn't know me. (laughs) We've never Uh, met. I'm kidding. um, (laughs) He... I used to be a supervisor of him. I supervised him all the time. I'd say, hey, you better get back to them fucking chats, dude. I'm kidding. I was a. I think I was a nice supervisor.
1: You're okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. Any plugs? Let's
0: plug away. Check out Mostly Speak and Sentai, podcast I do with my betrothed Nicole. It's about the source material for Power Rangers, we're non-pretentious we are trying to get our friends who are the guests into the super sentai series check out what the hell mouth it's tc and anisa those are my friends also corwin's friends maybe caleb's friends i don't know he's going so so i am aware of them we're watching (laughs) buffy the vampire slayer tc loves it anisa hates it i've never seen it that's the dynamic and there's mainly banter also, check out I'll Get There with Courtney and Monse. It's a podcast where we're bullshitting a half an hour away. An hour and a half away, I mean. What, whoa. Spoget. Also, check out my raps, Marshland Monster. You can download all the CDs for free. Uh, links in the descriptions for all of this. What about Saltbox Theater,
1: Corwin? Saltbox Theater, that's my one plug. It is the theater company I'm in. Uh, it's amazing. Go to saltboxtheater.org. Um, that is where you will find all of the information about us. Uh, also, James will include a link, like always. Um, please check us out. We have a show going on. Through and when? Through the end of January. Uh, right. I think January 27th is our last performance. Uh, so please check it out. If you miss it this time... Um, we are, you know, we're still in our season, so we'll still have more shows coming up. Um, and I will talk about them extensively on our future episodes. And or just where, go to sawbuckstheater.org. Where's this taking place at? Uh, the current show is Boy Gets Girl by Rebecca Gilman, and it is at the Edge Theater. Uh, it's on Broadway. It's in, like, it's Ravens? No. Mm-hmm. We're in we're in that location. Um, now. We're it's 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 like north. It's north. It's uh, maybe a lake view. Yeah, it's sort of like it's north of Uptown, I think. Um, oh, north of Uptown. Yeah, then I'm like trying in, to remember. You're in Edgewater. Edgewater. I think it's in Edgewater. Wait,
0: what's the name of the theater? The Edge Theater. Let me okay. let me look it up. I'm gonna. I thought you were gonna say it's the Edgewater Theater. No, no we don't. Hey, it's in Edge. It's in Northern theater. Chicago, guys. The, yeah. All I needed to know is the name of the theater and then you went into a long thing. I went thing. into a
1: long thing. Yeah, it's Edge Theater. It's on Broadway. So, My check it My posse's on Broadway. <laughs> that's a song that Corwin doesn't know. Don't
0: know music, y'all. All right. I think that's it. My name has been James. My name's Corwin. My name's Caleb. And thank you for listening to This Movie's Gay. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Caleb did. come on in <laughs> he
1: just shook his head no
0: see you guys later bye. tell a fucking friend about this damn podcast we need more uh, listeners rate listen. review subscribe on all of this stuff yes please bye,
1: bye. I'm not doing it again <laughs>